This is exactly right. All right, Scotty, you ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Here it is. Okay. Man declares love with 840 Rubik's Cubes, but she says no. Oh! Now that is officially bananas. We feel better. I bring Charlie Fromage with us and all of our stuff, all of our accoutrements. Yeah. Do you guys know why he's called Charlie Fromage? He's the French Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, guys. French Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Fromage. We did our live stream a year ago during the Great Quar and had him behind me at my house and we named him Charlie Fromage. Charlie Fromage, baby. So I went to LAX, the airport in Los Angeles, early and I have this giant box. It's huge and it's all taped up mm-hmm. and uh, has a banana sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> woman checking me in goes, What is this? And I go, It's props. And she goes, for what? And I go, oh, it's for performance. And she goes, what do you do? And I said, bananas. <laughs> and she just stared so hard at me. That I go, I'm bananas. Bananas the clown. And she goes, you're bananas the clown? <laughs> and it was this, oh, wait, you said bananas the clown? I said bananas the clown. I thought, last night, I thought she said, oh, you're bananas the clown. No, like, I that panicked. Makes sense. I didn't know how to back up bananas, so I just said, I'm bananas the clown. And she just gave me my ticket, and I got that, on a plane. It definitely ends any more questions. Yes. <laughs> When you say, I'm Bananas the Clown, it's like, I no longer want to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, get out of here. And it's oh. just like, Matt, yeah, I'm, now I'm scared. I'm yeah. in, that's right, we're in Fort Wayne. Wayne, 223 famous murderers with the middle name Wayne. I'm sure there's some murderinos out here, and you know, Wayne equals death. That is so weird. 223. Are you kidding me? John Wayne Gacy. I know, that's the big 222 one. 222 other ones I don't know that I have. <laughs> It's true. You, you all know it's true. It's called the Wayne Theory. Oh, man. We walked around. We had a great day in Fort Wayne. Oh, what a day. I mean, what a day. What a day. What didn't we do? Here's my question. Yes. Is it, are there anyone... It, the, the whole town seems to be run by teenagers. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Run by teenagers. Lift. Didn't, we didn't interact with one person over a, the age of 18 today. No. Except when we went to the botanical garden. We did go to the botanical garden. And then everyone was over 80 there. Also, people taking photos. Um, there we go. Get some. Thank you. Love that guy. Um, oh, well, so I'm going to do this. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. I'm back. Now I'm in. Now, now, now we can hear you. Yeah. Um, we went to the Botanical Conservatory today. Very nice place. If you want to sweat in the middle of winter, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. But I think there's like a formal or like a prom. Yeah. It's probably not prom. Homecoming. It's not you guys prom, have an Indiana thing. But there was in... an enormous amount of teenagers in formal dresses getting pictures taken by their parents at the Botanical Conservatory today. Does anybody know what that is? 
Also, um, two guys, the only two people wearing masks, matching Patagonia jackets over, <laughs> very tall, just walking behind them. So there's just, like, children smiling, like, hugging with boutonnieres and corsages, and then just two guys, like German tourists, just blasting <laughs> by to be like, take us to the desert one. <laughs> Dead ends we everywhere. Did, yeah, we did Wild West. We did Rainforest. We did the desert. Also, don't have a desert. Don't eat it. You don't need it. No plants there. Everybody hates the plants in the desert. Nobody enjoys cactus. The people who live in the desert are like, fuck these plants. They're not happy. We live in a desert. We're like, fuck all of these plants. Yeah, we do. We We like the rainforest. That's a good one. We had a nice time. A lot of dead ends there, too, if anybody's from here. You just walk down a path and it stops. It stops. You look at your friend and you talk about stuff. And you have a seat. It's literally $5 to go hide in a rainforest. That's we, what that should be called. We should have done the podcast there. You can stay there. as long as you want. You yeah. can stay in a little corner. They were like, yourself. you only have half an hour. It closes at five. We're like, that'll be more than enough for us. <laughs> we, we did the whole thing in nine minutes. Yeah. We checked it all out. We did. And we were in 35 photos in nine minutes. 35 photos in nine minutes. Here's another weird thing. Yes, this sir. will not connect with anyone in this room, I'm sure. I bet but it does But every parent uh-huh. who was taking photographs oh, yeah. of these teenagers had a large DSLR camera. Big camera. Is every that a thing here? One. Is that a thing here? N- yes. Yeah, baby. We're going to go with really no. a thing? Is that a? Are we, we're all aware that the iPhone takes better photographs good. than most satellites from 1990. Very good. Excellent. Like, <laughs> Fits in your pocket. It fits in your pocket. Why is everyone? Everyone had a camera that was like this big. Also, I was like, is this? Are, is everyone a professional photographer? Yeah. Those yes. are going to be blurry photos, by the way. There, there's no yeah. memories made there's today. There's no memories also, made. Also, yeah. we walked... Was anybody here today at the convention center? Oh, Good. Man. Thank God. We were like, who is piling out of this convention center? It we didn't know scary. if like, Bass Pro Outfitters was just blowing up their merchandise. <laughs> and people were like, I'll watch it. <laughs> we got Bigfoot because so we so we, <laughs> we so walked crazy. by everybody looked like they wanted to beat us up so yeah. we kept walking very quickly yeah, yeah yeah and then we literally hid in a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse <laughs> which yeah. is not normal for us it's not normal for us but we're like we gotta get away from these people so Kurt looked it up when we were there and it was packed at the convention center today and it was a uh, uh, it was a Lutheran function so if you're into it good for you uh-huh. what was it called Kurt? it was called the children no. will come. Let the children Let- come. <laughs> Let the children come. Let the children come. It was called Let the Children Come. Let the children come. And that was the South Unity Lutheran Church fundraiser. Let the children come. Let the children come. This was vetted. A- multiple people looked at that and was like, that's the name. This is good. He says it's good? Yeah. It's good. Let the children come. Let the, chi- let the children come. Uh, We're fighting for it. We're fighting to let the and children come. it was come. packed with people that packed. wanted to kill us. So yeah, packed with people, like, drinking on the street with, like, Bud Lights behind, like, a pillar. Yep. It was crazy. I feel bad for the children, honestly. So, welcome yeah. to Bananas Live. Yes. That is Kurt Brownover. That's Scotty Landis right there. 
so nice to see all of you. You're very kind. I know many of you drove from very far away. We'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. Uh-huh. You Thank you hear very much for the confessions, what? too. Oh, yeah. If you haven't put in a confession, please put it in. Keep them short and anonymous and juicy, all and right? Juicy. Juicy. We love it. Mm. What were you talking about? I'm talking about... A man declares love with 840 <laughs> Rubik's Cubes, but she says no. Yeah, she's right. So um, what this is... So just so you know, yes. the, 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 the headline doesn't exactly explain what he did. Okay. He made a portrait of her, photorealistic portrait, yes. that's probably 16 feet tall yes. by like 8 feet wide mm-hmm. of her face, but in Rubik's Cubes. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, no, so it's here charming. it is. Uh, Women love that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. And this was actually sent in by Copy Haste. Number one. Oh, I mean, that guy, Mauricio, he's so good. He is great. Nice Viv- guy. And this is uh, from CNN, written by Vivian Cam and Katie, Katie Hunt. Here it is. Vivian who and who? Best in the Best there we go. It's a puzzling tale of unrequited love. Okay, got it. Got it. Nailed it. Best, Best in the, best in the right for there. a reason. A 27-year-old Chinese man declared his affections by solving 840 Rubik's Cubes and using them to create a giant portrait of his dream girl, wow. a next-door neighbor. Okay. But alas, she said no. Okay. I simply wanted to surprise her and tell her I like her, but I was rejected. Oh, God. Tong Onan, a, meta- a mechanic, a mechanic from the northern Chinese city of Shenyang. I mean, like, also, he's also an artist. He's a mechanic and an artist. Yeah. Uh, when asked how he was feeling, he said, I'm not giving it too much thought. What? <laughs> how did this make the news, then? What's happening? <laughs> what? what do you mean? How did CNN find this guy? He's like, no this- biggie. How did this get to the news? I don't know. He's not giving it much thought. He's lying. I'm not, yeah, I'm not loving it. Oh, yeah, that's like, he's literally going like, yeah, no. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Tong said he spent two months planning the 2.1 meter high and 1.4 meter wide mosaic. They should move to feats. And he drafted for uh, seven feet by, we'll say five feet. Yeah. Five feet. And he drafted, it's like 25 hands, and he drafted (laughs) a design on Photoshop and then spent $460 Mm. on 840 Rubik's Cubes. My God, Rubik's Cubes in China are so affordable. That's pretty cheap. That's amazing. You could buy a Rubik's Cube for under 50 cents? Yeah. We got to go to China. Where is this? Shanyang? All right. We're there. Tong then solved each Rubik's Cube according to his design and stacked them one by one in a specially made wooden frame. I'm not giving it too much thought. Yeah, no I biggie. I barely thousands even like her. of hours of thought. I barely, her nose is too big. I barely <laughs> even like her. It took him... He loves her. It took him 20 hours over three nights to complete... Uh, Tong's heartbreak tale and photos of the mosaic went viral after he shared them on Chinese social media. That's how it worked. Uh, uh, classic. Many have, request, many have questioned why the girl would reject such a heartfelt and geeky no. declaration of love. Not nope. in this room. Here's no. why. We're because like... they never spoke. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've studied you so well, yes. I can take little blocks of you and pixelate your whole face. Imagine. Wanna smooch? <laughs> 
Imagine no. if a neighbor who you never talked to showed up with a with this 840 Rubik's cubes of your face. If, you would be like, yes, never. I will. You are the most disturbing person yeah, ever. I would run away. I would run away. I know it's very romantic, but also it's like maybe try having a conversation first. By 840 Rubik's Cubes second. Yeah. I'm also having a thought. Man, I know you always feel like we have to stand up for something and, I don't know, be bold or brave or fight or chivalrous. Run away. It's hilarious. (laughs) The next time you get a little bit afraid or somebody steps up to you and is like, what did you say? Just sprint. It is so funny. (laughs) Also, scream. Sprint and be like, ah! That is so funny. What's wrong? And it also diffuses any situation. You can't, if somebody beats you up after that... Fine. It doesn't matter. They're if a loser. You, if you sprint and come all the way around oh. the block, and then, like, you don't realize you did it, and then see the person again, and you're like... Aah! And then you keep going around? Yeah. That is really funny. It puts the onus on them. Run. <laughs> Men, run. Just run. It's fine. It's very funny. Oh, man. Or confuse them. That, that would be my move. Well, that's, yeah. At this point, if I was getting into a fight, I think I would say to him, hey, man, I got two dicks, but one of them's invisible. You want to see it? Yeah. And then I'm like, are you just trying to show me the dick you can't see? <laughs> Here it is. All right. I was kind of looking forward to the other one. All right. <laughs> it's just a way to show a stranger your dick. All right. Fine with me. Oh, I'm running. So many have questioned why the girl would reject such a heartfelt oh, right. declaration of love. Okay. He says he has no hard feelings towards yes. her, although he wasn't able to win her heart. He said she was moved by the gift and has accepted it. I hope they will stop making cursed personal comments about her online. Yeah, don't, oh, don't do that. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's fine. Tong said he likes playing with puzzles in his free time, and he doesn't like going out or socializing. <laughs> You could have led with that. We are pretty uh, yeah, sure we, we understand that. we kind of knew that from the headline. The, pu- the portrait is still sitting in his home, and he says his next puzzle is how to move it. There it is. Okay. Best in the biz. Well, wow. Um, yeah, persistence is wrong. They taught persistence when you're, we're 80s boys, and uh, they were like, just be persistent. And you're like, oh, that's harassment. So don't do what this gentleman did. It is so did. weird, because also, I remember, there's a, there's a comic out there who has a very funny joke about, like, and I can't remember who it is, I'm going to do an injustice, but maybe you can tell me what comic this is, but it's like, I'm going to try. Like, I, I, met, I met your grandma because I met her at the bus stop 105 days in a row until she agreed to right. go on a date with me. I remember that bit. And that used to be like the way people met. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because before the internet, you would see somebody once and then never again. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, somebody walked by me and you're like, got it. Here it is. I know everything about them. Have you ever met someone where yes. you were, you had maybe an hour and a half with them and you were like, if this was a different circumstances, we would be married? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You mean like because the connection was really good? Yeah, where it was just like, boom. It was like that thing that like, boom, that electric thing. Yeah. Yeah, there have been a few. There have been a few along the way. Yeah. 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 It's a fascinating thing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing Never happened to me. I'm pretty happily married, Um, so. Um, It's true. It's true. It's just like, it's an interesting angle. (laughs) 
The art is beautiful. The art is really beautiful. I will tell you, this reminds me of, I was in high school, or yeah, I was 18, mm-hmm. and I was, I had this crush, I had this crush on this girl, Suzanne, Suzanne I think was her name, and she was part of this group. Sexy name. Sexy name. Uh, and she was part of this group that taught wilderness survival skills. Yeah. <laughs> That was really fucking cool. They you just matter. couldn't help yeah. but loving wilderness survival skills. Get some. Look, I'm just going to tell you, I can make fire. I can make fire with yeah, a bow drill, okay? We can uh, make, yeah, we can make fire a lot of ways. <laughs> I can make it with matches. I can He's make got it an invisible fire. penis he loves to show you. <laughs> So I was, I was like, she was part of this wilderness awareness group, and she lived in a house. She was 19, so she had already graduated high older. school. She was living in Belmar, New Very Jersey, cool. in like this like hippie house where like every time you went over, someone was fasting for 30 days, and they're just like shivering on the couch. And they had a bunch of dead animals in the freezer that they were just going to learn how to uh, stuff at some and point. And you liked this person. I loved her. I, I, I didn't love her, but I was, like, obsessed this with her. This is the one, yeah. Well, yeah, she was, like, yeah, uh, yeah. she was just, like, the, she was, like, the hippie, the hippie girl right. that, like, I had never been with. Oh, I yeah, mean? they make their own clothes. They ride a bike yes. everywhere. They're crippled in credit card debt in their 20s. I get it. <laughs> I know them. I dated a couple of them, too. They're cool. (laughs) And she didn't like me. She didn't like me. But I was just like, I I really liked her. And so one day, I went, I was 17 or 18, and in front of her house uh, in Belmar, I drew... On the ground oh, with boy. chalk, a huge mural. Oh, like I Kurt. drew, I woke up at six a.m. and I oh, drew boy. it like it was the size of her house, and it was like I don't remember. Oh. I think it was maybe a giant peace sign. It might have been a giant peace sign. What gets women hotter than that? With like yeah, chalk, yeah. like a child, oh, just cold chalk. A child is in love with you, Peace. and they've drawn with Young chalk. Young women in front love of a good boy. She was just like stuffing animals and taking acid, and then like this child <laughs> drew a giant peace sign, and that said like Susanna or like a heart or something. Oh boy! And I was like, this is gonna be so romantic. She's totally gonna love it. Yeah, she might. And. Uh, and then I and I waited for her to come see it. I don't maybe I, there was before cell phones, so I didn't call her or anything. Of course you didn't. And I remember she came. I think maybe I rang the oh, doorbell. <laughs> she came out, and I was across the street. Like, and in my mind, mm. I was like, "This is say anything. Like, this is my say anything." I'm holding the boombox. You know, you're just so overly dramatic as a 17, 18 Yeah, you're raging with hormones. Exactly. It's just what Fort Wayne totally understands. This yeah, is run still raging. People. This whole town, this every whole Lyft town and Uber driver raging. is just raging. Also, seats very far back here. Seats very far back. Keep going. Seats very... <laughs> You didn't notice. I can't oh, believe yeah, you didn't take a picture. The, I sat behind the driver the every lifts. time like this. This is how it's oh, in every lift. Thank you so Come much. On. You know, there's nobody in the front seat. Is there any way we could push this seat forward? Yeah, you know. No? Also, oh, yeah. you're not going to wear a mask? I think you're supposed to wear a yeah, mask. Yeah, I think it's your company's policy <laughs> to wear a mask. <laughs> and I'm like, so how's high school going? Um... <laughs> Is Gnome Brewery good? Because that's where we're going. And they're like, one word answers. Anyways. Yeah. 
You have a you have a peace sign and Suzanne. Ring the doorbell. 8 a.m. Yes, Queen. Before I went to high school. She comes out. Yes. She sees it. Ooh. She's deeply embarrassed oh, by boy. it. Oh, like think she's like living in her hip, cool hippie house. Oh boy. And this child did this thing. Oh boy. And uh, she then <laughs> and I respect her to this day yeah. for doing this. Okay. <laughs> she just pulled her pants down and mooned me. Oh! <laughs> I mean, you and win. Then went back inside. So, this is incredible. <laughs> we, we gotta. Is there more to the story? I no. won't jump in. Okay, so. Mooning. Moon, we got to talk. Mooning okay. is so funny. We, you, you guys listen to the podcast, you know, you're all lovely people. We don't make huge political stands, do we? Yeah. We don't. And no, no, we're no. very, we're, we're anti, every, we're just trying to be everybody's ally and best friend. We don't like invasive species. We, yeah, we hate them, but hate we're pro them. pets es- escaping. Yeah, yeah, escaping. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say mooning is a lost art. And I won't die on this hill. But it's like, yes, you don't deserve to see anybody's butt at any point. But mooning is so fucking mooning funny. Mooning is so funny. In this example, yeah. she crushed you. She crushed it. In the funniest the way. The funniest way. I had a kid at the Glovers. They lived across the street. Their dad was like, I'm taking you guys to an Orioles game. And you could bring one friend. They're like, we're bringing Scotty. And I'm like, here we go. People uh-huh. I don't know very well. Okay. Chain-smoking dads in the front seat. Yeah. Here we go he had a chevy impala we go yes. down to baltimore yes. you know there's you know there's nothing to talk about at some point we're children we're eight years old and this guy when we're pulling into memorial stadium <laughs> moons us it's the funniest <laughs> thing you can do <laughs> to children he was just a drunk 20 something in baltimore that was like guess what welcome to earth bam <laughs> We need it, to find it's a. So funny. Maybe there needs to be a way to get gain consent to moon people by yelling something five seconds before you moon them. Yeah. Then you have the freedom to be like, no, not today. Oh yeah, like it's gonna happen. Like prep them for it. Oh, which reminds me of Edinburgh. Okay. What? So, this is how the podcast works, by the way. You talking about? You're talking old man? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Curdy B yeah. and Kristen Shaw and I, uh, seven, oh, Jesus, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. We're in Edinburgh, Scotland, and there's a huge hill mountain. What do you call Arthur's, it? Arthur's. It's called Arthur's Seat. You guys, has anybody ever been to Scotland? It's pretty great. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. Go. It's the best. And Edinburgh is so beautiful. It's yeah. beyond it's like, comprehension. They speak English. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> you Who can't knew? understand them. It doesn't sound like Who English. Who knew? Yeah, you can't understand them. There's it, like, but, and you're just like, okay, did, are you getting me yeah. my whiskey? Um, and it's like a, it's like literally bore, built in like 400 or something. It's which gorgeous. Sounds a great, 400, like crazy. yeah. And it leads to this big giant mountain, and you can climb up it called Arthur's Seat. And, and on the top, it's super flat. Kurt and Kristen are like, Scotty, it's going to be cold every single day. Bring a snow coat. <laughs> Bring a raincoat. It's 75 and sunny the whole week. 75 and there. sunny when he's there. I'm in shorts. I'm just like, this is bam, pretty bam, good. Bam, bam. And we're walking along this little path. We take this beautiful hut. This field of heather. And, uh, and I needed to pee, so I just went, old man tea kettle, and I just started peeing. But the way that Kurt just described it made it sound like there was a break between what he said and what he did. 
We were walking mid-conversation. Kurt from behind Kristen goes, old man tea kettle. And by the time we turn around, he's already peeing. And there's no And trees. Kristen was like, what the fuck, man? Kristen was living. I thought she that was she was so going to fly back to the stage. She was so mad. She's like, you just pee in front of people like that. And I was like, I said old man tea kettle. Kurt said old man tea kettle. <laughs> you know, that thing we all say right before we pee in nature in, in a foreign country. <laughs> Kristen was so angry. She was so mad. It, it wasn't no justified. Why. Normally I'll take Shaw's side, but this one was like, he did say old man tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> but also to get back to butts. Yes. I, Mooning. Number one. It is fascinating that butts are where they are and what they do. J-Lo changed everything. Because the design of them is that we put like a trash uh, ex- ex- uh, evacuation unit in between two pillows. Thank you. Weird, right? Yeah, it would make no more sense design. if our buttholes were on our elbow. That's what I think. Yeah. Because you can't... Like, what are you up to? Yeah. Nothing. Just reading the paper. But also, the only point... Like, the only reason it's down here is so that we can't poop in our own mouths, right? Yeah, you guys and know. You can't. That With your sense. elbow, you can't. That makes There's perfect no sense. There's no way to poop in said. your mouth if it was on your elbow. You couldn't get to it, okay? Wait a and second. Then to like, what? Now I'm coming around. <laughs> yeah, you just sold me the visual. And then, you could, and then bars could just have a slot, and you could just slide your elbow in and stay at the bar and take a shit, and it would be totally fine. Okay, I'm on board. So this now I think sense. before you moon somebody, yell elbow room as loud as you can. <laughs> elbow room! Elbow room! And just count it off like kids. <laughs> Give me a story, Scotty. I would love to. This was sent in by Kay the Hansen. Kay Thank the you. Hansen. Kay the Hansen. Oh, wait, did I? Yes, I said. Okay, You go ahead. did. Okay, but we, we're going to need you to yell best in the biz in just a second. Ready? So this is from Newsweek.com, written by Ed Brown. Who is the? Yes. He's pretty good. Uh, man. I'm going to just oh, follow this is your fucking theme. crazy. We're on theme, but we'll get cleaner. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, it's a live show. We can be a little dirty. We can have fun. <laughs> I made straight eye contact night. with that dude yeah. when I said that. Yeah. You can see Pretty him. Sure. I made straight oh, eye Bucky's contact. Bucky's is dope. Bucky's. Oh, yeah. yeah Bucky's great. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Jeez Louise. Here we go. What a life. Man. Glad start. <laughs> uh, he, Ejaculates from anus. <laughs> Urinates feces for two years before seeking help. Yeah! Charlie Fromage loves that. There is that man. <laughs> My uh, God, that's amazing. We're going to... Two years. Two years before... Scotty se- and I were talking about this morning. Yes, please. The first time you shit out of your penis. Yeah, how long does it take you to go to a doctor? You go to the doctor. Maybe five seconds. Poop comes out of your penis. You make a doctor appointment. If you ejaculate out of your anus, it's 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but if you shit out your wee-wee, you go... Immediately. You- yeah, you, you get a Lyft driver penis. who's 17 years old in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and you go to the closest hospital. You go immediately. A rare complication might have made this man ejaculate through his anus for two years. 
Yeah, I would say that's a rare complication. I know a lot of people. <laughs> Not once! Have they ejaculated through the anus around me? It's No great. matter how hard I try. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, hold on. Uh, doctors, thank God, have published a case study detailing a man who started ejaculating from his rectum. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, it's like, that's okay. Oh, man, it got me. It gets me. Oh, God. The man, age 33, turned up for medical care after experiencing pain in one of his testicles. Not fun. For five days. So it took him five days of testicle he pain. He takes. He, he, he really hates doctors. Yeah, he was just, yeah. He, was, uh, he also said he had been uh, passing a, quote, substantial, end quote, amount of urine and sperm from his rectum over the previous two years. Five days of testicle pain. Two years of sperm out the Wait, boom, ten, boom. Ten, two. Two or ten? Two. Two years of sperm out the rectum. Okay. He also said he's been experiencing a problem known as pneumaturia, which is people pass gas in their urine. Wait, what? Oh, what happened to you today? Okay, we went to Cracker Barrel and Does that mean... Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that his dick farts? It is called a peef, and it's only when he pees. You gotta know, peefing is the highest compliment you can give someone. You're like, and I peef. <laughs> and the woman bows, and you get married. <laughs> I can just no, imagine. Peef is like this. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Not me. I heard from a friend. Uh, doctor, my penis whistles. Is that normal? And then it smells terrible after my penis whistles. But my nards have hurt for five days, so I'm going to come see you <laughs> anyway. See, past gas through his urine. Also, we went to Cracker Barrel in um, Gas City, as Kurt said earlier. And uh, it was very cold. We're, we're not used to it anymore. And Kurt went into the men's bathroom. Uh, we uh, held doors for old there was people. A guy, there was a guy who was, like, holding doors for us. And we, like, walked past some old guy. And then I went to pee. And I think we were complaining about the cold, right? Yeah. And then I was in Sorry. the bathroom. I was using the urinal. And then from behind me, I just, that guy came in going, Whoo, that cold really got me going. I got to pee. <laughs> was just like, you don't need to tell me why you're peeing, man. Yeah. And they like came right next to me. He's like, you're never ready for it. You're never ready for it when it comes and gets real cold like that. Insane. And I'm just like, oh, fantastic. We're doing my favorite thing. What a bit. Which is talking at the urinal while yeah. urinating. Can't wait to continue this conversation. Yeah, I've been around a long time. I've never been like, I'm so cold. I really have to pee right now. <laughs> It was like he was going to kill me. It really was. He's like, he's going to be suspicious. I should tell him the cold weather made me pee. If I don't say anything walking into a public men's room, I'm the weird one. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) He had been experiencing a problem known as new material in which people pass gas in their urine and fecal terluria in which people pass bowel matter through their urine. Two years, <laughs> Two years. Doctors found the man's vital signs were normal. There you go. 
And they decided to carry further tests to see what the H was going on. A CT scan of the pelvis revealed a gas-filled structure in the man's prostate. Not good. You don't want that. Anyways, uh, this is a unique case. They did a surgery and successfully uh, reconnected the connection between the man's prostate and rectum. Wow. 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 So he had an operation and then it fused incorrectly? Yeah. Yes. He had had a catheter at some point and it it booted his scooter and then... (laughs) And... uh, And then they uh, straightened out his snooter. So there you go. Um... And this is my favorite. This is the end of the line by Ed Brown, who is the best in the business. Uh, The doctors at University of Texas described the case as unique. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I bet they did. (laughs) I bet they did. Do you think? Do you think? bet they did. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's a nightmare. I, yeah, I just can't keep... Th- I, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, when I lived... I lived in... Kurt and I met in Brooklyn about 15 or 16 years ago. Old buddies. Uh, but we were vampires. We would go out all night. We were uh, pale and pasty because we hid from the sun. And it's cold all the time. And so... Uh, so... I moved to Los Angeles, and I have insurance. What a miracle. Isn't that so great to have insurance? It happens sometimes if you get very lucky. So I used to get sunspots. You guys know what sunspots are, like little white spots when you get sunburn or suntan or whatever? And I just let them go forever. And then Uh I was like, I need to go get these figured out. I went to the beach one day, and somebody's like, what are those? And I'm like, okay, I'm afraid. So there's this area called Glendale. Mm-hmm. It's right near where Kurt lives. And I go to a dermatologist for the first time in my early 30s. And I, and you walk, this is the thing about Los Angeles. I know a lot of people hate Los Angeles, but when you go to doctor's offices, the doctors are the most attractive people in the world. <laughs> it's crazy. It's upset. It's like a soap opera. You're like, there's no way. And then the one guy walks by and you're like, best guy I've ever seen. And then a woman walks by like, and I would in two seconds. She's wonderful. And this happens all the time. And I go in the dermatologist. I fill out the thing. And I go in. And everybody in the um, waiting room are like aspiring actors and actresses. So it's a bunch of young, beautiful people. You sign in. I have sunspots. I'm like, okay. So I go in. Oh, yeah. They're all there for just like a facelift. Yeah. Well, we all need to be there for something. You know, you got to never get old in Los Angeles. So I go in. And they're like, Landis? And I'm like, yes. And I walk in, and they take me to the first office to the right. I go through, like, the door, and it's right here. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and a nurse comes in, or a nurse practitioner, or whatever, and she says, just put on this, and the doctor will be right in. I'm like, great. So in walks this, like, 150-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, oldest man I've ever seen in my life <laughs> is my dermatologist. He, like, doesn't even look up. And then He's behind- just dusting a jacket. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he, Yes. <laughs> A dust devil blows in (laughs) with his UCLA uh, intern behind him holding a clipboard, and I pull down the little top thing they give you, and the guy looks at my sunspots, and he goes, fungus! What? Yeah, he turns over his shoulder and yells to the UCLA intern, fungus! Fungus! And he goes, this is called... Tania varicosa. Uh-huh. It's like multicolored skin or whatever. He goes, it's fungus. It's fine. It's, it's like you're fine. He looks at me. He doesn't look at anything else like freckles or moles. He's like, you're going to be fine. 
So then he's like, we're going to get you uh, medication. Yeah. And I was like, great. Oh, this is, okay, great. Fungus Thank you, medication. Sir. Yeah, fungus boy. You're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> and so. They just yeah. spray you with a hose outside. Yeah, I would have taken it. I yeah, would have yeah. loved this. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the shirtless, some man's dealing fungus. And in my head, I'm like, everybody in the waiting room can hear exactly what's going on. <laughs> so fungus! then. Yeah. Yeah, the guy walks, I walk back, five seconds later, you hear fungus yelled loudly, and then he's like, we'll get you set up, it's a topical cream, don't, this pill's bad for your liver, so don't drink on it, I'm like, okay, and so then I just hesitate to go back out into the waiting room, because I'm like, they're going to know it's me, they're going to know old fungo, (laughs) and so like, I like shuffle around, I'm like, is there a restroom back here, and I like, don't have to pee, I like, wash my hands, I'm like, how do I get out of this, and so then I'm just sitting in the way, I'm sitting in the bathroom being like, okay, it's been like five minutes, They, they clearly won't connect the dots that I'm fungus. So then I go back out there, and I'm signing the thing to say I'm going to pay for it. And a 150-year-old dust devil walks out. He goes, uh, for the fungus, just you sell some blue once a month. <laughs> once a month on your body, you know, we can get rid of it. And I look, look around, it's just like all, it's like the AT&T girls there. Everybody's there. It's like, here's old fungus. And I'm like, hey, everybody. Thank you so, so very much. Was Never the AT- back. Was the AT&T girl there? She was there. What? She was there. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So she knows more about me than she should. (laughs) Uh, So now I think it's time to take a little break. Are you going to tease us into one, maybe? Yeah, I'll tease you in. tease us into one. Here we go. Are you ready? And, Ryan, if you're back there, can you bring up the confessions after this little break, please? The chicken that lived for 18 months without a head. Oh! Right after we get back to Banana. It's fake! Look at that. It's the it's magic a fake podcasting. One. Thank you so much. Uh, so before we get into our bananas confessions. Yes, thank you everybody who filled those out. Uh, so who here? Okay, so I went on Etsy, E-T-S-Y, as I was once told as a party. Who here came from the farthest away from Fort Wayne? If you think you came from further than anyone... Where? Where? Cleveland's pretty good. Cleveland's pretty good. Can I? Columbus. Is Columbus, Columbus farther than Cleveland? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh, we might have to map this. All right, Minneapolis beats those two. Is Minneapolis further? Yeah. No, you're kidding. Oklahoma City, really? Okay, it doesn't count. No. That's good. Uh, we mean. I came from a star because I'm made of stardust. <laughs> uh, is that you again? I mean, I love this person. That is. So, Minneapolis. Can anybody beat Minneapolis? Last night we had Florida. Cincinnati's a great place. I watched. I didn't tell the full story on the podcast of that 
wedding date. That went way weirder in Cincinnati. I was being polite. Um, yeah, it was. Minneapolis is maybe it. Minneapolis, please come towards the stage if you don't mind. We have a gift. You are officially the longest banana, and I think it's also your birthday, yeah. isn't it? No, whose birthday? Come on up. Whose birthday? What's her name? Jennifer. We need our own birthday song. We need to create a birthday banana song. I know. Birthday, birthday, birthday. We made it out of clay. Yeah. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Today is your day. But please, come on up. You are the longest banana. Charlie from Osh, please. Oh, yeah. The longest bananas happening. The longest bananas happening. It's happening right now. It's the longest banana. Thanks for traveling. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I actually recorded what I think our banana song should be. What? You happy birthday, you happy birthday, you happy birthday, banana boys. Happy birthday, you happy birthday, all day. I recorded that on the flight here. <laughs> Ready? So this is how it goes. It goes, banana boys wish you happy birthday. Then only you say happy birthday. Then I say happy birthday. Okay. Then I, we both say, banana boys, wish you happy birthday. You say, you happy birthday. Uh-huh. And then I say, all damn day. Okay, great. Ready? Banana boys, wish you happy birthday. Happy birthday. You happy birthday. Banana boys, wish you happy birthday. Happy birthday. All damn day. We're going to get this good. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get this. Happy birthday. We're going to make this so good you're not going to sing the other one to your children. Okay, okay wait, you cool. ready for some confessions? Oh, yeah, this is Bananas Confessions. We also, our minisodes are going to be confessions now on Stitcher. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. I'm a nurse. Don't cheer. I went to... <laughs> That is such a funny thing to write. (laughs) That's a person who understands that it'll be read on stage. That is true. I'm a nurse, don't cheer. I went to unhook an IV of a patient, and looking at his tattoo, I was like, oh, cool, is that an Elvis tattoo? And he said, that's my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well... Blame the tattoo artist, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of invisible penises, Kurt. Yes. I didn't know until I was much older that, as a woman, I actually have three holes. Oh, you, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was like... Yep. You're forgiven. Uh, that's a fine confession. You're absolved. But I mean... But I mean, you have more than three holes. What do you mean? We have your mouth hole, your oh, ear holes, your yeah, nose holes, your urethra hole, and then your vagina, and then your asshole. Yes. So you have eight holes. I'm not counting them. I'm not counting them right. That's very good. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. This is pretty good. Okay. 
I am a teacher. One time I farted in class and everybody thought it was one of the kids. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> the Oops, man. Also, blame it on the kids. That's fine. They got to learn it somewhere. Here's a confession that needs absolving. Absolved. You're absolved. I love fruitcake. I freaking love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> That's enthusiasm for you. Um... <laughs> I once accidentally kicked a cat and didn't get a chance to apologize because I sprinted away. That's oh, fine. Oh, it sprinted away. That's fine. I am haunted by this. That is totally fine. I once put socks on my hands and drove a car into the sticks, doused it in gasoline, and <laughs> burned it to the ground for, <laughs> for insurance money. But I didn't consider a ride home. Now, I gotta say, we've done a lot of confessions so far. Uh, this is the most Indiana confession I've ever heard in my life. This is fantastic. Burning your car, put socks on your hands. My friend Steve Santamont, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Old buddy, when we were driving as kids, like, remember when you would drive to places together and like you would be in your car and they'd be in their car and you'd kind of like race each other and have fun? He would pull up alongside me on the highway and like make a face and then he'd drift back. Then he'd pull up and he'd have his socks on his hands. I don't know how he did it. And then he'd fly back. Then he'd drive up and he'd have his shoes and his socks on his hands. And then he'd pull back. And then he would drive up his shoes and his socks and his shirt off and he would fade back. Stevie, I love you if you listen to the pod. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this one happens every live show that we do. <laughs> I have a crush on Scotty. Thank every you. Every live show that we do. Everyone. You're absolved. So my, my boyfriend and I accidentally started a viral sex trend at our university. We had sex in every building on our college's campus and called it the Scholar Challenge. Didn't you know? Didn't yeah. this something happen? Like this yeah. happened where you went to college yeah. and it caught on and now the freshmen try to do it. Our favorite location know. was in the organ room of the chapel. Ugh, yeah, we did do this. There was a woman in my high school, a good friend of mine, and she had a boyfriend and I had a girlfriend and we created a grid of a point system of where you had sex and how much it was worth. So if it was, it, you know, it was, if it was out of state, it was 10 points. If it was in a amusement park, it was 20 points. And we went back and forth for two years and she was very competitive. She did pretty good. <laughs> she worked at a candy store in the mall and Scoops and Owings Mills Mall don't eat the candy there. Let me just tell you. <laughs> wow. Good buddy. Old, old Mems. I remember being younger and wanting to have sex everywhere. And now I prefer home. Yep. It's safe. It's safe. No animals. Oh, I have over 100 French fries in my purse right now. That's a good person to know. Just before this show, I went to dinner with my partner and got hot sauce up my nose and have been low-key panicking ever since. <laughs> You're absolved. That's a sweet one. You're a good that person. That is good. Until this year when I turned 30, I thought ceramic was pronounced cremic. Oh! Oh, okay, I have a story about this. So when I was in um, junior high school, um, people were like, there's this girl transferring here, and she looks like Pamela Anderson. And all, everybody's like, okay. I mean, this uh -huh. was late 90s. Uh-huh. 
And uh, this woman shows up. She's a very beautiful girl. And she was in my English class. And on the first day of English class, she had to read aloud. What a nice thing to do to young people. Read aloud. Show us how many words you don't know. (laughs) Ceramic or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, I was a very interesting student. And I would just kind of go like, got it. And then just like, be like, God, this is so boring. When can I get out of this prison? And I saw Chameleon coming. And I was like, oh, she's going to fucking not get this right. Uh-huh. And I'm watching. And when she goes, <clears throat> and the Chameleon. And <laughs> North Baltimore lit her a new one. And, I, and like Pam Anderson became not Pam Anderson very quickly. Chameleon. And just like the Chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what you yell before moon people. Chameleon! Chameleon! Moon. Ooh. All right. You ready for a story? Hit me. Yes. I'm going to stuff some of these back in. We're going to do these on the mini-sode. So yeah. even if we didn't read it tonight, you're part of the experience. Uh, this was uh, from BBC News. Very sent in good. by Stephanie Rand. Stephanie Ooh. Rand, thank you. Oh, she is the best in the business. Absolutely. Uh, the chicken that lived for 18 months without a head. Yeah. There is a picture. Holy shit. There is a picture. Here it is. This is a crazy story. On September yeah. 10th, 1945, Lloyd Wilson and his wife Clara were killing chickens on their farm in Fruta, Colorado. Okay. Olson would decapitate the birds. His wife would clean them up. As you do. But one of the 40 or 50 animals that went under Olson's hatchet that day didn't a lot of chicken that day. like the rest. They got down to the end and had one who was still alive, up and walking around, says the couple's great-grandson, Troy Waters, himself a farmer in Fruta. Chicken kicked and ran and didn't stop. It was placed in an old apple box on the farm's screened porch for the night, and when Lloyd Olson awoke the following morning, he stepped outside to see what had happened. Okay. The damn thing was still alive, says Waters. It's part of our weird family history. Waters heard the story as a boy when his bedridden great-grandma came to live in his parents' house. The two had adjacent bedrooms. Why does that talk? Why does that matter? All right, yeah, that's a we weird detail. Mediumist in the biz. He, yeah, yeah. mediumist in the biz. We don't want to know exactly how they talked about it. No he took the chicken carcass to town to sell them at the meat market. He took the rooster with him, and back then he was still using the horse and wagon quite a bit. Threw it in the wagon, took the chicken with him, and started betting people beer that he had a live headless chicken. Word spread around Fruta about the miraculous headless bird. Yeah, I bet it did. Local paper dispatched a reporter to interview Olson, and two weeks later, a sideshow promoter called Hope Wade, of course his name is Hope Wade. Cool name. Traveled nearly 300 miles from Salt Lake City, Utah. He had a simple proposition. Take the chicken onto the sideshow circuit so they could make some money. Huge money. Back then in the 1940s, they had a small farm and were struggling. What the hell? Might as well. First, they visited Salt Lake City and the University of Utah where the chicken was put through a battery of tests. Leave it alone. It's got his head chopped off. (laughs) What tests do we need to do? This is is the craziest part. Rumor had it that university scientists surgically removed the heads of many other chickens to see whether any would live. Okay. It was here that Life Magazine came to... Life Magazine? It was big back then. Marvel over the story of Miracle Mike, the headless chicken. (laughs) Before, before, <laughs> before Magic Mike, there was Miracle Mike. Yeah. It was a very different dance. Yeah. 
but people still loved it. Good movie. Yeah, imagine that. Like the main thing that a chicken does is this. Yeah, much without just a like head. Kind of bored. Yeah. If anything, just like blasé, just like strut, 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 strut. It's just very upsetting. Okay. They went on a tour of the United States. They went to California, Arizona. Hope Wade took Mike on a tour of the southeastern United States when the Olsons had to return to their farm to collect the harvest. Yes. The bird's travels were carefully documented by Clara in a scrapbook that is preserved in the Walters' gun safe today? That's where you gotta keep stuff. Alright. That's great. Alright. Yep. People around the country wrote letters. 40 or 50 in all. Not all positive. <laughs> Come on. Keep it positive. Life's hard. This is beautiful. One compared the Olsons to Nazis. <laughs> just to know, just to know that we've been doing that since the 40s. Yeah, anything goes anything wrong. Anything that we don't agree with, it's a Nazi. Absolutely. You'd cut a chicken's head off and it's a, you're a Nazi. Another from Alaska asked them to swap Mike's drumstick in exchange for a wooden leg? I don't know. Normal, this, typical email. This, this is email. This is email. Uh, bu- 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 oh, so one letter was just addressed to the owners of the headless chicken in Colorado, and it still found their way to the family farm. That's amazing. This country used to be so much smaller. Yeah. Uh, and it died in Phoenix for no reason. Uh, yep, that's the end. Oh. Okay. It keeps going, but literally it just died for no reason. Yep, the study's over. But it was like eight months that it just lived without a head. Very strange. Okay. I mean, I would go see it. That's the thing. Like, whenever you hear this stuff, you're like, ridiculous. And then you're like, five bucks, you want to see a chick with no head that's been alive for Uh something? I'm like, yes! I'm I'm in. Uh, by any chance, could we get some vodka sodas to the stage? Sarah, if you don't mind, we love drinking. Uh, we were really we alcohol. love drinking alcohol. Um, so this reminds me. So Scotty and I, uh, how long ago? Uh, eight years ago. What are we talking about? We're talking love butt. Oh, we did do the love butt. Yeah. So we so we did a, sh- a TV show where the finale of the TV show was that we had a fifteen foot tall by thirty feet tall butt. Double-sided butt. A double-sided butt that had a tattoo on it that had a heart on it and that said butt inside the heart. Kurt's idea. And we wanted to... It was your idea, Well, the tattoo was your idea. The butt was my idea. I was sitting alone one night and Comedy Central said, we need something really big, something national for the third act. And I was was sitting there on my deck at night and there's a train that I can see in the distance. I was like, it would be so funny if a butt went by, right by. And then they paid (laughs) for it. On a train, on a train. On a train. If a butt went by on the train, my two thoughts were T-Rex with guitar or butt. Yeah. We went butt. We went butt. And so that's that was the whole plan. So we found, so we like essentially tried. So we had this artist build this butt, Mike Trotter. It was huge, uh, and then we had it loaded onto a train platform. Yes, we did. We put it on a train, and then the train companies refused to transport it yes. across country. True. Coyote so, Logistics specifically was like, "We'll do it," and we're like, "Cool." And they were like, what is it? And we were like, uh, it's modern art. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, cool. And we're like, we just need to get it from New York to L.A. Like, you just lie. You, you, you withhold. Yeah. And so we are like, we need to get it from New York to L.A. It's modern art. The artist doesn't want everybody yeah! to see it. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. So, so much. Mm. And then they said no. But we had already loaded it on the train. Yeah, it was on a train. And so then we had, like, panic, because this is, like, literally what we need to finish this TV show. Yeah. 
A giant so, double-sided butt. So we loaded it onto a flatbed uh, semi-truck. Yeah. And then we drove it across the country. Oh, we did. We sure did. Yes, we did. Uh, and it was, like, amazing traveling with... It's the same way that, like, they travel with this chicken. Because uh, it, it was, like, a sideshow of, like, everywhere we uh, went, we pulled in. Uh, it's about the size of the stage. Yeah. Okay? And it went almost to the ceiling. It went to the end. It's huge. It's such a big butt. Uh, and seeing it go by was so funny. It was like, the greatest thing we ever we, did. We were in the desert, and I have like a, a shot, and I like ran up a hill, and then Scotty drove the butt on a dirt road at like 50 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm and I really have fun. it in slow motion, and it's just a, 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 a bucolic desert scene, and then. Like smoke from the dirt of the desert blasting out from behind this butt. It was fucking art. We drove this butt everywhere. We intentionally went to smaller cities. We would have come to Fort Wayne, absolutely. I mean, yeah. imagine this show, but then you walk outside and there's a 14-foot double-sided butt that you can just climb on. Yeah. You can... Somebody in Denver punched a hole right in the butthole. <laughs> and also in Denver... That's right. Yeah, also in Denver, we pulled up to a stand-up show. Kurt was going to do, like, a basement stand-up show. And everybody just climbed up on the butt. And it was... To this day, it's the greatest thing. It was, like, 30 comics on the butt, and then we got a big photograph of it. And then we went to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, boy. We did, I did a show for, Who's like... Who's from Louisville? Is anybody from Louisville? From Louisville? Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. We like Louisville. Yeah. We yeah, had fun there. Weirdest stand-up show I've ever seen. They asked Kurt to be on it. Kurt is so generous with um, up-and-coming comics. I mean, couldn't be nicer. Hot tub, the show he's done for years in L- L.A. and New York, just builds young people up. I'm you pretty know? great. He is. I don't mind saying it. So, very supportive of young comics. (laughs) Just a short one. There you go. Almost got you. Almost got you. But my point is, very supportive. And sometimes comics just strike out. Sometimes comics have an off night, right? Oh, I've had many. Yeah, and sometimes it's just crickets and it's painful and it's hell. And we go to this little coffee shop in Louisville, and we pull the butt up shop. outside. It was an art gallery. It was an art gallery. <laughs> and four comics go up before Kurt. Kurt was the headliner. And the four comics were doing comedy that is beyond definition. It, it was. It wasn't even... It was in English. It was definitely in the language <laughs> you all speak. But that was the last part. That, that was the only part you could understand about it. And Kurt, who... I cannot emphasize he will support you even if it's not going great. He gets up there and says, I don't think I've ever been to a comedy show before where I don't even understand what any of you are trying to say, the setups or the premises. One person, uh, a man, pretended to be a nun and then reenacted a date gone bad by himself that was so confusing we all got dumber in real time. But one of the people there said, hey... Do you, it was 4th of July, by the way. And they were going, do you want to come to the 4th of July party with us? And we're like, of course we want to come yes. to the 4th of Church July Yes, Kurt's wife Lauren was with us, too. Yeah. And so we go to this dude's house, and it was like on the outskirts of Louisville. And they have what I can only describe as like a, a marine battalion's amount of yeah. explosives. They ha- homemade fireworks. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, you could take down many small Guam gone. You yeah. could take out small countries. They had no mortars problem. that they would like light and then drop and then like close their ears. And they would go run away. And then it would just go all boom. And they would just, like point it at things and then it would like poof and then explode against walls and stuff. They it had was crazy. a go kart that was like super high speed go kart. <laughs> That they put like, yeah, they put 40 uh, like fireworks like this around the back of the go kart. Then the drunkest man I ever saw in a kilt drives it down the street and they're just going off, hitting houses and trees over and over. And we're like, oh, cool. Yes. They they got a Japanese lantern and lit the Japanese lantern. It was a game, though. What? It was was a a game. game. And we all had Roman candles, and then we all had to try and destroy the the Japanese lantern as it was slowly floating up. The first one immediately caught on fire and landed on the neighbor's roof. The second one (laughs) caught on fire and got stuck in a tree where it burned on fire. Uh, the rest of the night, the main event, besides lighting mortars, was pointing fireworks at the love butt in their yard <laughs> and then shooting it and then ricocheting straight up. Like, any fireworks you've ever seen are nowhere near as good if they ricochet off a butt. It's really much better. It was Woo. so... What? Oh, and it's there. If anybody ever goes yeah. to West Virginia, it still no, exists. No, no, no. It's in, it's, um, it's in, in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's in Charlottesville, Virginia, in an outdoor art park. People still Called post IX hashtag the love bot. Yeah, it's really falling apart. It wasn't meant to be outside. Boy, oh boy, it was good. Do you want one? One more to send us home. Really? Oh, I better pick carefully. Yeah, this is our last one. Oofy doofy. Oofy doofy. Let me see. The old classic saying of oofy doofy. Scotty um, is a 60-year-old woman yeah. from Detroit. Yeah. Oofy doofy. Well, I have a pretty good one. How about this I'm ready. One? Rocks Maggie sent this in. Thank rocks you, Rocks Maggie. Maggie. Don't know what that means. Maggie Rocks backwards? This was uh, Washington Examiner. We, we were sent this by a lot of banana animals. Mm. We love the banana animals. Mm. Written by Elizabeth Faddis, who is the... <laughs> Happy you guys are still awake. <laughs> it might be snowing out there, so be glad you're in here. Texas football coaches, strippers, girlfriends, monkey, bites child on Halloween. <laughs> Give it say? again for the folks in the back, Let's Scotty. say it one more time. Texas football coaches, strippers, girlfriends, monkey, Bites child on Halloween. And what's and what's the stripper's name, Scotty? The stripper's dancer's name is Pole Assassin. I would say it's Pole Assassin. Oh. <laughs> it is Pole Assassin. A monkey belonging to a stripper who is also what do we call them now? It's dancers, dancer. right? It's or, dancer, or, exotic or, dancer. Or, or, right. Is well, that the proper term? Well, yeah. It's not a sex worker. It's Eliz- a dancer. Elizabeth Faddis is calling her stripper, so we're going to go stripper. All right, Elizabeth. This a is monkey, not us. This not is us. Elizabeth. Pro, do your job. A monkey belonging to a stripper dating a Texas football coach allegedly bit a child during a Halloween event at her home. This is fucking crazy. You know. This is why this podcast was created. <laughs> Also, Texas really just... Texas. Uh, (laughs) Danielle Banks, also known by her alias, Pole Assassin, 
is the girlfriend of Jeff Banks. So they both have the same last name, I guess, which is very strange now that I'm reading oh, wow. that aloud. That's strange. I didn't realize that. He's the special teams coordinator like, for University of Texas. He recently left his family for pole assassin. Correct. Don't he cheer did. for it's Jeff true. Banks. Daniel Banks' monkey Gia, who participates in her dances. I'm having fun. Yeah. Um, allegedly caused serious harm to a child. We're against harm to children. Putting that out there right now. We're against harming children. We are pro-healthy children on and this I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm going to go on it. I'm against ha- having a monkey. <laughs> Not a pet. Not a pet. My grandmother had a monkey for many years. She called Bimby because my mom wouldn't let her call it Bimbo, which is what she wanted to call it. Great name. It was a Great name for a monkey also. Miserable macaw monkey. Miserable. It lived in a trash can in a cage. All right? Baby. The trash can was like its home, but it was nice for... <laughs> it, was, it was scared. It was a different time. It's supposed to be in a tree. My friend, a, a guy that I knew growing up, his, uh, his dad, his parents, his grandparents went to Florida, and they were like, we need our car, we're staying, we love it here. And uh-huh. so his dad drove their car from Massachusetts to Florida, 24 hours straight, in the 70s, and when they got there, they were like, we'll buy you a plane ticket back. Do you want anything? He goes, I want a monkey. And they bought him a pet monkey. <laughs> you used to be able to buy monkeys in Florida. I'm going to go on. I just realized something. I think I, could, I would die on the hill of don't have a pet that lives in a tree. Interesting. Birds, squirrels, monkeys, let them free. <laughs> let them free. If they live on the ground, because that's where we live. Unless you live in a tree. If you live in a tree, you can have tree pets. Thank you. But if you don't live in a tree, you can't have tree pets. That's what I'm saying. And no other podcasts are talking about this. Yes. So no other podcast is really? talking about this. Also, if you own really? a bird, the only way it makes sense that you own a bird is if someone comes up to you and throws a bird at you and you're like, oh, fuck, I own a bird now. Yeah. That's the only way that that makes sense. Because their main thing is they have beaks and claws for ripping and tearing. That's what they do, okay? They don't have paws for snuggling. (laughs) Ripping and tearing birds. And screaming. You know, on behalf of Kurt myself... I'm looking at you. Yeah. I can't see anything. And all the Exactly Right Network... uh, (laughs) Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. It's going to be a beautiful... (laughs) Texas photographer Tom Campbell tweeted he heard reports from a credible source that Texas Longhorn special teams coach Jeff Banks uh, that the monkey allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick-or-treater last night on Halloween. I mean, God. I dress like a gnome. Some of you might have seen it. Kurt's children were scared of me. Yeah. I didn't even bite them. Yeah. (laughs) Campbell added the monkey's jaws allegedly had to be pried off the child. This isn't bananas. It's the most bananas. So this is what, yeah, the pole assassin sent this out to her neighbors. Hey, neighbors, I have a built-in haunted house maze at my house. I'm welcoming all kids Sunday, 7 to 9.30 p.m. Also, my name is Paulus, Pole Assassin. Consider that before you bring your kids over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea. <laughs> Before deleting, deleting her Twitter account, Banks defended herself, clarifying the 11-year-old should have known better before entering somebody's backyard without permission. No, it's no. an 11-year-old. Yep. Uh, she also added that there would be an adult party from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. 
What? She also added there'd be an adult party from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. So maybe things got a little out of control at the adult party. Sounds like it. The rules were when you get to the gate, turn around and come back for candy. Every other parent and child did so. I don't even understand the, the, the physics of this. It all went bad. Yeah. The monkey bit a child. Yep. Bank said that uh, the monkey biting a child was a lie and the monkey was not part of the haunted house, which is why you have a monkey if it's not your haunted house. Can you think? If you can went to a haunted think? house... Can you imagine? You went into five rooms. There's and a ghoul. There's a, there's a vampire. And then you walk in a room and there's just any monkey in any, an empty room. Any monkey. And the door closed behind you. Scariest room you've ever been in. Growing up in That's Maryland, terrifying. this isn't the story I was going to tell, but growing up in Maryland, in York, Pennsylvania, which is right across the border, it's a very strange sort of farming area, there was a haunted house that was legendary. Again, pre-internet legendary where people are like, you got to go. It's the yeah. scariest one. So you drive up there like, ew, like mm-hmm. an hour, I suppose, mm-hmm. and you'd go and you'd buy your ticket and you wait this long-ass line, and it was so well done. A giant old barn, mm-hmm. and a demon would lead you in, yes. and then it was like really scary rooms. The greatest thing they did yeah. was you would go in this dark hallway and then they had this like revolving door thing that would separate you. So everybody goes in a different path. So I'm in pure darkness, and all four or five of us get separated, and the two what? girls I was with, Danielle and Jesse, they were like, this isn't scary, this is stupid, this is stupid, this isn't scary. They were scared out of their fucking minds. They were just lying. So I get separated, and then I'm in a room. I'm like, hey, where are you guys? And I can't hear anybody. And it's pure darkness. I mean, pitch dark. So then you start feeling around the walls, and there's, like, wind on you. What? Feel around. And then I feel this hole. What? And and I reach down into this hole, and I realize it's a slide. So then I get into a slide, and you do this curly slide down in the dark. It's incredible, right? It's incredible. So, yeah, and then the, we all meet up in this other room. There's strobe lights and chain swinging, and this giant thing that looks out, like it's out of a Tool music video comes crawling out, and then the demon's like, come, you're safe, and then the door's open, and you leave. Oh, this sounds amazing. And these two girls, again, it's like an hour drive in my sweet-ass champagne Corolla. Champagne. A champagne-colored Toyota Corolla, not to brag. 135,000 miles. And <laughs> so, but they were like, yeah, that was fine, I guess, whatever. It was fine. And so we're walking to the parking lot, and then a guy comes out with a chainsaw screaming at you, revving the chainsaw, and they both piss their parents. Both of them, simultaneously. <laughs> the two coolest people in York, Pennsylvania scream so hard at the last thing out of the barn, and then you know what we had to do? Drive one hour with two women who had beat their parents back to Maryland, the old line state, south of the Mason-Dixon. Yeah! Yeah. Okay. Crazy. So anyways, I want to talk to you about this Treehouse of Terror. Yeah. Remember that. What? Okay. We went on that, remember? In what? New Orleans, that treehouse that you climb up in the middle of nowhere? This was, it was my friend who lives in uh, New Orleans, Jordan, who used to live in New Orleans, and he was like, you got to go here. And one night we went there. I think I went there without you yeah, before, the first time. Yes. And then I brought you. And the first time I went, literally it was like four in the it's morning. It's called the Treehouse of Death. And no one was there. <laughs> it's just like a house. It's a person's house. And then they have a backyard. And in the backyard they have four giant trees. And then these people, these amazing artist lunatics, have built a series of weird contraptions Challenges. in between yeah. trees 
that you like, you're literally, at one point you're crawling up uh, like a giant fence put on its side and then tied up like this. It's so, so you're scary. You're in a V, but you can see scary. straight through and you're crawling like 45 feet up in the air. And then at one point you're in a tree with a alien spaceship that's yeah. made out of two satellite dishes yeah. from the 80s awesome. together and you crawl inside of it. And it's all rickety. Like it's all yeah, made by people. Yeah, none of this is regulated. These are just acid. artists that were like, yeah. let's build a thing. And it was, it's the most amazing place I've we ever We went and later, Kurt, to the, a show that I did down there. So I, I did a show called House Party on Frenchman Street, New Orleans. Has anybody been to New Orleans? Anybody here? No. So it's, it's lawless. It's the best. We will definitely start our tour there next mm-hmm. time. So there was this thing called the Red House. The Red House was this artist commune. It was like an old mansion. And when I was running the show there, I had this extra. And extras for anybody who's ever been an extra or wants to be on TV, they're the people in the background that just don't say anything and they're just there. It's people at the bar. It's people at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they always try to get on camera. They always are doing that thing where it's like there's a fight over here and they're like, "Mm -mm." and you're like, okay, (laughs) your face got on camera. Call your parents. It's great. There's this guy named Daz, D-A-Z-Z, white guy, very interesting man, would like come shirtless, we're like, put clothes on, it's not that show. (laughs) And he goes, do you want to do something wild tonight? And I go, yeah, Daz, I do. And he's like, come to the Red House. So we come to the Red House, and I was a Kristen and Rich, and we go in, and it was DIY strip night. So what that means is anybody can strip, anybody any performance, any song, anything. So it's open mic of stripping. It's an open mic of stripping. Okay. And the way it works is you pay a cover, and then you give them like 20 or 40 bucks, and then they give you paper dollars. They made their own money out of like paper that was like Red House money. So they would, if the dancer would take what they got on stage, I think it was like a loophole so they oh, could so do this. so it didn't, this. right, right, right. So there's not no actual money. So we give them right. like 40 bucks so or whatever. So it's like, these are just friends dancing naked for each other. This isn't for money. Yeah, this is just fun. We're just handing yeah, them paper. And We're playing Monopoly, and they're just, they happen to be naked on a stage with lots of music, and people are going crazy. And I've been talking this up to all these comics on the show. I'm like, there's this DIY strip club. We got to go. This sounds insane. So we go in. We get a bunch of paper money, and it's incredible. It's incredible. It's four times bigger than this room. There's a huge stage that's like six feet up. Like You, you have to like hand money up like this. There's bars everywhere. And then they build a habit trail, just like the treehouse. Like if you've <gasps> ever, like gerbils and hamsters have those yeah, tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's above it? Above the stage, above everywhere. You have to climb nets. You're climbing through tubes. It was fantastic. I walk in. I hear, Scotty! I see this graffiti artist I used to know in Brooklyn named Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. Tony Bones. He, Tony Bones. He makes knives now. And Tony Baloney goes, Scotty! He just smells so bad. It, like, peels the paint off the walls. And he comes to me. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm the security. And we're like, oh, it's going to be wild. <laughs> So we find a perch. Kristen and Rich and I find this perch, and we're looking down. And the first 20 acts are just all of us. If you've ever needed to make money, and people come out to some weird song that they love, and they do a bad strip tease, and then they get off stage. Oh, wow. So they're making 40, 50 bucks. Everybody's getting drunk. But it, feel, like, it felt like a letdown. It was like, shit, this could have been amazing. And then it turns. And we're about to leave. Oh, yeah. and I'll, the one side note is one of the comics was a former merchant marine, and two of his merchant marine buddies came, Whoa. and they performed. These oh, they two did. guys, they came on stage, they got naked, fully naked, these two 
Merchant Marines, and then they jumped rope naked, and nobody liked it. <laughs> nobody was they into it. jump rope? Where did they get the jump rope? They, one held one in his left hand, one held in his right hand, and they had very small penises, and they jump roped. <laughs> and everybody was like, just stop. Like, here, here's this for you. <laughs> so we were kind of feeling let down. I had to work a show the next day. And then Daz comes out. Daz comes out in tidy whities In Indiana, you call them tidy whities right? Some people call them whitey-tidies. No, they do not. Yes, they do. Somebody, what? It's weird. tidy whities Wrapped in barbed wire. His what? whole body is wrapped in barbed wire. This uh-huh. is Daz, the extra that kept being like, that drink looks good. You're like, don't you talk. <laughs> and he dances erotically and rolls around and bleeds. So he's bleeding. What? And so, oh, every, every, he had barbed wire, like literal barbed wire all over his body. And they were like, we're not going anywhere. Get another vod sod. We're going to party. <laughs> the night culminates. If anybody's ever been to New Orleans, I know yeah. we have many times. There's a thing called Blue Dog. Blue Dog is like an artist named George Rodriguez. It's a, it's a, it, imagine a blue fox's face. And it's everywhere. And when the guy was alive, the paintings were cheap. And now that he's dead, they're worth tens and tens of thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, there's corporate art or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not corporate art, but it was like the whole city knows what Blue Dog is. Here, teenage Lyft drivers. Yeah. Teenage baristas. So the last act of the night, a, a guy comes out, he looks a magician, ponytail, little glasses, normal clothes. He's got a leash. There's a woman in a nude suit. She's got a giant blue dog mask on. And they come walking out. She's crawling like a dog with a leash around her neck. And it's really weird. It's weirder than what you're thinking right now. And they come out to, how much is that doggy in the window? No. How much is no. that doggy in the no. window? It's boring. And we're like, what is this? And then when it gets to like, I hope that it, he is for sale, it cuts to like Slayer. He throws the leash down. The blue dog's face is just doing this the whole time. He drops to his knees, rips open the back of like where her tail is, pulls out chocolate pudding and starts smashing <laughs> on his face. <laughs> then for four minutes, they simulate sex. And all of us are going... Oh, my God. I, to say the money was snowing, it was, it was a blizzard of money where we're like, this is why we came to the Red House. I've seen something that we gave Daz a line the next day on the show. It was the, cra- it was the most New Orleans thing I've ever seen. All I can encourage is everybody is, as this pandemic end, go down there. The go Red to House New Orleans. But yes, <laughs> the blue dog simulated sex scene to how much is that dog in the window into like raining blood by Slayer. <laughs> and then just a man eating dog diarrhea. That's some good art, all right? That's and what that it's all. is bananas. Ready? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Everybody yell bananas is loud. This is gonna end the episode. One, two. Three. Woo! Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. 
Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 